0: As a young child, Toom Chanda's mother became separated from her parents during the turmoil that occurred after the Laotian Civil War ended in 1975. More than two decades would pass before she could be reunited with her family in Wisconsin. Toom was born in Laos and immigrated to the United States as a child. He took an interest in martial arts at a young age and by his early twenties was the owner of several Wisconsin Muay Thai gyms. He would use his martial arts skills to kickstart a Hollywood career by working as a stuntman and extra before going on to found his own film production company. It wasn't all bright lights and red carpets for Toom. John and co will talk to Toom about navigating through Lao, Hmong, and American culture as a child, as well as the success and disappointment that comes with pursuing an acting and filmmaking career.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of C4 Podcast, C4 Southeast Asian Athlete Achievement Through Adversity. My name is Coach Andetka. I'm here with my co-host, John, or Giovanni Messina, and my special guest, Toom Chanda. Uh, John, I'm going to send it over to you and you can introduce our guest.
0: Yeah, Toom, we're really excited to have you on the, on the show here. We really do appreciate it. What, what's got me excited about your interview and Co excited about your interview is, you know, Co came from Laos as a child right after the war. My, my family, I, I'm married into a Laos family. Um, my, my wife's family came over right after the war. She left in you know 1975 as a child. Um, and most of our guests have left Cambodia or Laos at that age or their parents left right after the war. We're excited because you were, you were actually born in post-war Laos. And actually kind of came over later, I would say, than, than most people, you know, you weren't part of that first wave in the 70s, right? You came over in a unique way a little bit later. So we're really excited to hear about that because it's a completely new perspective for both us and and most of the people listening, as well as, you know, Co. Co has an incredible story, which we'll tell on a later uh, podcast episode, but he had a foot in two cultures, right? The Lao culture, the American culture growing up, we're excited to talk to you because you had a foot in three cultures and you only have two feet. You, you, you kind of had to probably transition between Hmong, Lao and uh, the American culture. So we're excited to hear, hear about that and then as well as the, the endeavors that you're working on now. So we like to start at the beginning and you have such an interesting family story uh, back in Laos. So why don't you start back in Laos? Really how how was that your 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 parents and you you didn't come over right after the war and how they got here later and your time growing up in Laos as a young child?
2: Oh, okay. Yes. Um. um I just first of all I want to say uh, thanks for having me on your show and um and uh, I'm really uh, uh excited to um to share my story and, yeah. and my journey. So um, I was born in 1990 uh, in Ban Hai Lau, so it's about like 45 minute uh, to the capital. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, is like you could cross the uh the Mekong River to um uh Nam Ngum to the Mekong River to uh to Thailand. So that's that's okay. how close we are to Thai. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I I was born in the 90s and uh I was born in uh poverty and stuff. Um, uh, we didn't have any like uniform, you know, no school supplies. So I didn't even go go to school much. Um like my dad's generation, he never get to go to school um because you know lack of supplies and uh you know you need to have like some uniform, right? So I mean the generation wasn't you know very up there. I, ever since he had me I I've been living the same way he does too, you know, like being quite like you know um Go help out in a uh, in a rice field, you know um, instead of going to school um help out with you know taking care of like water buffalo so I've been that kid <laughs> so yeah, but uh I'm just like pretty fortunate because when I came to uh, America, it was uh nineteen ninety seven um my grandma and grandpa on uh, my mom's side of the family uh, they were, they are Hmong. They sponsor my mom and my and my dad to USA so I was fortunate enough to leave the poverty and have a better life in America so we came here in 97.
0: Okay so then your dad's side of the family the grandparents the uncles are they still back in Laos?
2: Yes Uh they are still back in Laos and um, my dad actually he has is actually half Thai half Laotian so my my grandpa he is actually um uh he's actually laotian but then uh, he was helping the, the royal family of uh, the laos so he changed his last name so he used my grandma's last name thai last name so so he could stay hidden from the you know the comments yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah so we used the last name uh and then uh in 2015 before my grandpa passed away he, he finally told me that hey, your last name is and uh, I just you know cut it short to make it Shanda for uh,
1: <laughs> for us. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah my, my last my last name is Shanta si, and we shortened it to Chandetka. So oh, okay. same thing Chanta. Uh, t- tell us how, how was it growing up till you are you know growing up in Laos in the 90s? you know Do you remember much at five, six, seven years old? Do you remember? Uh-huh.
2: I remember when I was five, um, my parents is always like, you know, all in the rice field or doing, you know, selling stuff just to uh, make a living. So I'm, I would just left home alone. You know, I'm the only, I'm the only son they had. So um, I usually like just sometimes go help my grandma uh, out on the uh, rice field or just, you know, hang out with friends, you know. Um, but ever since I, I don't remember much because I didn't really go to school. Uh, every time I go to school, I always get kicked out because we don't have any like school supplies or, or uniform you know sometimes i i had to borrow my cousin so the next day he go and the next day i go so
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
2: so it's really very um it was something that i, I grew up with and uh, like right now i i want to get back to the community where one day if i you know make it i just want to go back there and you know uh we have like a foundation right now to get back to uh the people mm-hmm. which i have you know to all less fortunate yeah.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I read I read about that, and I was like, I'm very touched by that, by you, you know, wanting to do that, wanting to give back, you know, especially, you know, coming here, becoming successful, and you know, some people forget, you know, some people forget where they came from, and they move ahead and they celebrate their success, but they forget uh, their roots. So for you to, you know, embark in that type of you know, journey to give back, you know, school supplies, helping with electricity, water. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. I
0: love it. Yes. So your mom must have not seen her family for a long time because back then it was not easy to go back and forth. Now it's open, right? But in say the early nineties, eighties, you didn't go back and forth to Laos, right?
2: Um, No, Um, actually my mom was, she was lost during the Vietnam War. Um, There's another story, uh, uh, there's a newspaper on her and everything. she was uh, during the, the Vietnam War when everybody uh, left to Thailand um, the uh, Vietnamese they uh, they shot the rope so she uh, she fell down uh, to the Mekong River to the Laotian side and she was adopted by Laotian people so she was it's been two decades before my grandma and grandpa the Hmong side of the family found out my mom's still alive so yeah and then I guess like 1980, 88, 89, that's when they found my mom. So yeah, it, and it, it was a long process before my mom can and then and our family can come to America. So it's almost like almost eight years, some years. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow, yeah, that's, that's incredible. So you were born in that time because yeah, they, they came over unlike the earlier people that came on refugee visas, which was sort of quick. They probably came through family sponsorship, right? which yes. which can take can take years with all the paperwork and mm-hmm. and that wow that's yeah that's an incredible story
2: mm-hmm. yeah so actually uh my mom's some pot right uh, she uh, she did all the paperwork um they said that only me and my mom can come to america and my mom's like no nope, my husband's not going i'm not going so then <laughs> they delayed four more years and <laughs> oh wow and, uh,
0: yeah and
2: then, and the family over here were fighting for it and then they're like well she my daughter and uh my grandson's not coming so so they had to fight for it, and yeah, it took four. It took four or five years, and then that's why it took a long time. I, I could have been one year old when I came to USA, but I guess you know it took <laughs> pretty long. So. Where Where did you guys end up in America? What city? Um, we we flew to uh, Chicago, and then okay. uh, yep, and then all the family live in uh, uh in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where, where are you from, Wisconsin? My kids live in the Milwaukee area. Where Where are you from, Wisconsin? Um, I'm in Appleton, so Milwaukee okay. is like an
2: hour and a half from us. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think my daughter had like a volleyball tournament up, uh, I think Appleton or, or Fond du Lac, so, or right up oh. there. Oh, cool, cool. Do you notice a lot of, lot of, uh, Lao people there or more of a monk community in Appleton? Uh, more of the Monk community, yes. So, um, uh,
2: like, the Lao, Lao family, I mean, my dad has his family side, too. They're all in like Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, yeah, down south, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I was in Milwaukee, and uh, it's funny because there, you got yeah, Lao people there, you got the Monk community mm-hmm. there. But, like, when I'd work out and go to the gym, you know, it was always the Monk guys that were more friendly yeah. to me, that wanted to talk to me and wanted to work out with me, you know. Like, the, mm-hmm. the Lao guys didn't <laughs> want nothing to do with me, so. <laughs> but, uh, mm. but yeah. Uh, tell us about your uh, high school years. Tell us about how you got into martial arts. Um, high school year. I mean, it was
2: uh, it was it was the challenge when I first came to USA. Um, I started uh, second grade. No, actually, I started third grade. They they not accept me second grade, so I have to stay home and uh and teach myself. Um, was like my auntie, my uncle. They yeah. you know they buy books they teach me. And they're like, yeah, you can't go to school until you're third grade. So when I went to third grade, I didn't, I can't speak. Uh, Hmong. I can't speak um, English. I could only speak Laoishian, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it was, it was pretty tough. It's, it, it, took me about five years just to, you know, get pretty used to uh, English and stuff. And uh, but yeah, like when I got to high school, um, I mean, I did some martial arts when I was a kid. Uh, my okay. grandpa, he was, uh, he does more Lao um, okay. back, in, back in Laos. So he taught me a little bit here and there, but you know, I wish I would have grew up and learned the, the full Muay Lao uh, technique and uh, the culture. Yeah. But uh, when I came to USA, um, when I was a little kid, I told my grandma, I'm like, hey, I want to be an action star, you know, and and I'm pretty shit. ever since that day when I was six years old, I told my grandma, uh, I want to be an, uh, an action star. And um, when I came to USA, I'm like, I need to take, I, I need to take, uh, continue doing martial art so i i do what i can you know i just go into like karate school uh taekwondo uh i left my muay thai muay lao roots behind you know because nobody does it you know when, when yeah. i came in uh, yeah and nobody know what muay thai muay lao is until umba came out like about 2005. <laughs> yeah so, so so i so i i did some muay lao muay thai and they're like what is that i, I say muay lao. Like, i don't know what that is like, okay never mind Let, let's do yours i said so we did like karate taekwondo wrestling boxing and uh, you know mma so so I'm like, I don't care as long as martial art, um, because I want to be an action star. I I need it. So I so I, I keep continue on ever since i was a third grade. I continue on all the way to high school year.
1: So, With, who was your role model growing up, Bruce Lee? What? Um
2: yeah, uh, so actually it was Jet Li. Oh <laughs> okay, <laughs> home. yeah. Okay. So it was it was Jet Li and then uh, uh Bruce Lee and um and then Jackie Chan. So yeah, my role model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're I, like I, I, they're I, I, like. They're like my, my adventures,
1: you know, back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Mm-hmm. I stress that that's so important to have, like, superheroes. Like, I I think when I came to the States and I was four, my superheroes were were the comic book guys, were the Spider-Mans,
2: and, mm-hmm.
1: you know, Captain America. There was no, you know, no one from Laos that I could look up to as far as saying, hey, because I, I knew I wanted to be a champion bodybuilder you know, I wanted to be like, like you said, like a superhero, right? My, mm-hmm. But I just, there weren't any, I don't know, do you remember, do you remember, uh, I'm with Dan, I'm with Keo. remember those guys? Yes, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah,
2: I'm with Dan. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, John, John, I don't know if you heard of, it's called Ant-Man, and there's these superheroes, and one guy's green, one guy's red, and they would ride around in motorcycles, and I think they did some martial arts, like, you know, those were our uh, Ocean superheroes drawn up, so.
0: All right, yeah, I missed those. So <laughs> but, ask,
1: ask your wife. I ask your wife, she would know.
0: I'll ask her if she knows them for sure. But yeah, your 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 journey there and even your early years in America were interesting because so you came from Laos in the Laos speaking Lao, Laotian speaking community and the Laotian culture, the Lao culture. And then you come here, but the family's Hmong, and even your family didn't speak the same language of you as you, right? Because they spoke probably English and Hmong. And you didn't speak either. Just how was it kind of adapting to, like, those two new cultures at, at one time, really? American and Hmong.
2: Oh, uh, it, it was, like, uh, mind-blowing, you know? It, it was, like, and, and back then I was a kid, so I didn't, I didn't know any better, you know? I, I didn't think about it. All I know was just, like, what, what's going on? Like, I, I can't speak a language, that's it. I just play it Uh it, it just came to me, you know? So uh, all my Hmong family are very supportive. Uh, they've been teaching me a lot of Hmong um they've been really patient with me and and like every every weekend you know they always have gathering they're like hey tune come come let's uh you know let me teach you some words you know I pick up here and there and and yeah it's (laughs) I I got it you know it it just came in natural so I
1: guess
0: (laughs) yeah it's good
1: did you did you notice you connected or was accepted by one group or the other like well, when I was a kid, um I, I didn't know anybody,
2: I didn't think anything, but like like as of when I was in um middle school, that's when I realized, you know, um, man, like I'm half, right? I'm half weed. Um mm. sometimes I go to like the, the Hmong people, they always say, Oh, uh, they call lao, lao, you know, they're like he's Laoshi, you know, it, it kinda hurt <laughs> me too, you know. And when I go to Laoshin, I, I travel back to uh, Laos and like, yeah. oh, I'm a Hmong. you know, like he's Hong. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's funny. Now, I, I, it's I, I, still stuck to my head yeah. nowadays. so
1: mm-hmm. it's funny now. Not at that time. It wasn't funny. But I remember that too. It was like, it was that, I was not You know, they didn't like said, me coming early. Uh, at four years old, I was the first Laotian, you know, kid. Mm-hmm. And then five years later, everybody came. So by that time, I was like, wow, Laotian friends, you know. And they looked at me like, you know, you're American. You know, you don't look like us. You don't act like us, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, America, you know, like I was different. I, I was loud. So, but when you're sharing that, it make me want to laugh because, yeah, okay. but, but not back then. Back then it was, it was uh, kind of challenging. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But now, but now, like, everybody's like, damn, that's cool, man. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> it, 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 Things well, have changed. I, John, I, John and I just talked about that. You know, now it's cool.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Co made a joke and mentioned, so I go by John, but my real name's Giovanni. My family's Italian. But Aww. when we were growing up, I'm about the same age as Co. It, it just wasn't cool for anybody to be different, right? Now, like you said, I think things have changed and it is, it is kind of cool to be different now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you opened up several Muay Thai, Muay Lao gyms at a pretty young age. How did you get into that and, and how did you manage those?
2: Um well like I said, um when I, I went to learn a lot of um you know uh martial arts and technique I pick up here and there. So I'm pretty much like a self-taught. Um so I just like I didn't know anything about go fighting in the ring. you know. I just watched Muay Thai with my dad at home and I'm like, man, I wish my grandpa was here to teach me. And I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna go sign up one day, but I never tell my dad because he would you know, you know, he would be like ah, me, right? <laughs> So, cause they, cause they want to protect you, you know. My parents yeah, yeah. want to protect us. So I'm like, I went to sign up. Uh, I went to tournaments. Um, and uh, you know, first couple of times, you know, I, I got beat, right? So I got beat like one or twice. And then I didn't have no coach in my side. You know, I just go and you know fight, right? Uh, and then ever since that day, I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna keep training. I'm gonna do it again, 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 until and, and ever, ever since that two, two lost, I've been winning. So I've nice. been winning streaks. So and then I found out like, ooh. I have something that I, you know, can be proud of and um, that I can show that, hey, you know, uh, my martial art is actually uh, working out, you know. Um, and uh, but I never wanted to be a champion. So I, I'm like, maybe I'm going to try it out. What works and what doesn't work and apply to Movi uh, for all those uh, techniques. And um, but before the movie I'm like, I'm going to retire as a fighter first. So I retire at 25. I started fighting when I was like around uh 15 16 um yeah all the way until 25 and then i'm like yeah i don't want to be a champion Uh, i mean i i won here and there you know a lot of uh trophy and all the stuff it's just like it's not me you know um i'm gonna uh give back to the community so i actually opened up a martial arts school and i want to teach uh the young kids uh, Mm -hmm. who are less fortunate and all the stuff so i i didn't charge him a lot you know i i charge him like because I see out of school, they charge so much and kids are like, you know, I can see in, in their eyes, and like, I want to learn, but their parents couldn't afford it. So I opened up a school in Sheboygan, Wisconsin mm-hmm. and uh, I the first month, uh, I had like 20 students. I'm like, wow, already, you know? And then about it took me five years just to get 800 students. So
1: I opened up in what, Appleton, what, what Was that five years, 800 students? Yes, I had wow. two schools. Yeah. Wow.
2: And they're like, what is more loud? I only know more Thai from Ongba, but I want to learn some more loud. I'm like, oh right, come in. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean like like I teach the kids from uh four all the way to like in the 75 years old. So yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What was the name of your what did you name your school?
2: Um the first school I named was K1, so K and then uh and then one uh O N E uh, martial okay. arts those are just for like the kids and uh teenagers. and then the one in Appleton I caught uh Muay Lao and Muay Thai so (laughs) those are for like uh for the athletes so the Appleton one I train athletes uh to go fight in the wings and in the cage um the one in Shibuya I teach the um the kids and uh the teens uh about it's more about life skills
1: than just you know fighting yeah so that's what I teach in that other school How did you get into? Now, are you still doing that, or have you moved on to more acting? Uh, yeah. I move on to more acting, so awesome. I, I
2: actually uh, hand it down to uh, my student. Um, I'm like, hey, you know who, who who want to be teaching? So I, I teach him all the technique, all the yeah. uh, all the skills I know, and I want you guys to pass down, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I actually move on, and um, I'm pursuing my 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 real uh my real goal my real dream, you know, as Which uh, is acting, And acting, yeah, acting, filmmaking yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. How, so yes how did that start what was the process of uh um you know did you have to go to acting school did you do a, a bunch of auditions how did that how did that go
2: yeah it's uh it was a funny story i think it was like three years ago where uh, they had an audition for power Ranger. um i think they, they they did an opening uh, uh audition to be a power Ranger called beast morpher uh I believe I was, like, the last one who, picked, who got picked to be the blue power Um, uh, But then, you know, director contacted me, uh, you know, like, I'm sorry, uh, producer didn't want you. Uh, but then I realized I don't have acting skill. <laughs> I have yeah. to push your art, <laughs> but I don't uh-huh. have the acting skill. And I'm like, it, I was devastated. I'm like, oh, you know, like, out of thousands of people, I was the last one, uh, the last two. You know, there's two, only two people. And um, then I got bumped. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I need to work on my acting. So that's why I started uh, filmmaking. And, and uh, I, I keep auditioning. Uh, I learned experience from auditioning uh, to do commercial, um, uh, short film, uh, feature film. Um, in like minority, like us, on uh, minority under minority, um, it's hard to get audition. It, it, it's hard to get those roles because, they, like in America, they don't have those roles for us. That's why I, I actually made my own production and cast myself. That's when I learned the auto experience. That's when I get all my acting experience from. So it's self taught because all that martial art comes into my head. Okay, I got to reteach myself because there's nothing for me that I can uh, look up to. Nobody look up to and nobody can help me. And I'm like, I got beat that person. so
1: yeah.
2: I, that's why I started uh, the production, man. I'm like, okay, let me cast myself. Let me do it first, and then I could cast other people or come in, you know. So that way, I I can because uh be a good actor. Be you know, I know how filmmaking works and stuff. Because acting school is very expensive, and I don't have that luxury, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yes. I, so I know you've had some successful auditions. Tell us about some of the shows that you may have been on that people would recognize.
2: Um, I mean, I did a, a lot of uh, commercial that I, I got I got in. Uh, I was like golf commercial, uh, insurance commercial, uh, whiskey commercial, uh, fireball commercial. Um, pretty much just like a, a little clip of video and sometimes just like a picture of me, you know, on, on the site and stuff. Uh, it wasn't much, and I, I told my agent, I'm like, you know, I, I, I want to move on to something big. Um, so they had me audition for like, uh, TV shows like, uh, Chicago Fire, um, Chicago PD and all the stuff. Uh, it, like I said, you know, it, it's, they don't have like the role for us, you know, as an Asian, uh, it's very hard. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll just be an extra. So I learned a lot being an extra on uh, like Chicago Fire, uh, Chicago PD, Empire. I get to meet like a lot of A-list actors, like Tawaji, Terrence Howell, um, uh, Brian T. Uh, I mean, it, that was my acting school. So I just sit there and watch them act. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so I, I used that opportunity. So like, you could see me in a couple of episodes. like as an extra and stuff. Um, I'm also on uh, Netflix being an extra. And ever since that time, I'm like, I don't want to be an extra no more. And <laughs> And some somebody called me up. They saw me on Facebook. Like, hey, I like the martial art. Can you be a stuntman for me? And I'm like, okay, well, let's go. So I did I did stunts for uh, a lot of uh, big movies, like a feature film. Like a, um, there was a fan film called GI Joe. I helped them. Um, I I was Snake Eye. Um, so I I actually did stunts for them. Um, I did stunts for a lot of movies, um, uh, which we had to sign an NDA, and it, and we can't you know say yeah. it until the movies released. <laughs> Um, we did. I did a lot of short film stunts, and then I'm like, I can do stunts, but it's not for me. I want to get into acting. You know, I want to be mm-hmm. in front of the camera. So right now, I'm actually uh, casting a feature film. Um, it's a independent movie in in a Mong film. Uh, and then another one is like two more short film that's coming out. Um, I can't say that right now. And um, and one film in Thailand. Uh, but it's not coming out yet until we do the whole process. So that's what's going on right now. So that's that's all I have for being uh, my journey as an
1: actor. Yeah, and it's only it's only
2: been two three years so.
1: Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. So the the new films that you're working on now um, are they like directed towards like Southeast Asia, towards Thailand, Laos, Mong, or are they? More like mainstream towards like the Western world. Um, a lot of my,
2: sh- um, a lot of my short film when I started, uh, I I want to go mainstream. Um, but right now, uh, like if I do like a Hmong short film, I I I I I'm not gonna forget my Hmong community. So mm. I've been doing uh, more of short film for my Hmong community. But for the feature film, like for the full movie, I want to do mainstream. Yeah. I want to go international. So right now I'm working on um uh, one action uh an action movie. Um, it's called For Who Only so it's like have you guys seen the wave redemption yeah From eco way yeah so it's like the wave redemption with pursuit of happiness so with a unique storyline um of uh it's it's about like uh a father who would do anything he can to protect his daughter you know um uh from like cps uh from like uh child, child services and uh you know and mm-hmm. how to provide for her and all the stuff but with uh good action
1: (laughs) okay
2: yes so we're we're thinking of filming that sometime next year because uh action movie needs a lot of uh uh, a lot of uh funding um you want a good you want to go mainstream you have to have uh, a lot of funding for an action movie so that's why we are preparing to uh to save up some money just to make that film uh the best as possible um I want to show our culture that we can do the same thing as Hollywood can. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So did you guys write it the whole script and everything?
2: Yes, um, I actually write every movie that I do. I, I wrote it myself because um, I every movie that I, I seen is it, it's, it's it's like a based on a true story. Um, like the movie right now, uh, a full movie that I'm doing is is called uh, Sleep Paralysis. Um, I have that a lot. So uh, when I was a young kid. Uh, I mean, I, I grew out of it right now, so so uh, I'm doing that sleep paralysis movie, and I'm, it's actually like a true life story. So every movie that I come out with is always that either happened to me or knows, know that it happened to somebody. So I, I write it, I wrote it myself, uh, I direct it, and I edit, and I shoot the movie myself. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, That's incredible. But you do have a team, right? Tune yes, team? Yes, I do have a team, yes. mm
2: mm-hmm. I Have a team, um, so like I said, like when I started this, like they're like me, they have nobody to look up to and nobody to uh to look, you know, like a a guy, right? So uh, I'm right there and I'm like, hey, okay, you want to act? You want to act? Okay, show me what you can do, let's do it. And they all come, uh, help me, like, you know, like set up lights, um, uh, help me, like, assist with the camera, help me, uh, think of like brainstorming, like, like, on the script, like, sometimes we revise the script and stuff. So they do help me a lot. Um, we have about 20 people in 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 our production right
1: now okay. so are you filming on location like in in wisconsin or do you have to film where like you said there's one in thailand so you're gonna have to go to thailand to film that one right
2: yeah yeah so like like the short, short film right now um like low budget we we, we film in minnesota or in wisconsin oh, okay. here mm-hmm. um but for the thailand and laos um yes we definitely have to go overseas for that one I mean, it's it's cheaper because the stuntman and the act over there is is is, is cheaper. <laughs> so yeah, and the photo are cheap. So I mean, it's a
1: it's it's a win win. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now are
1: are you finding out right now? Like, are the borders even open in Thailand, or do you have to wait? I'm I'm not sure what what the mm-hmm. scenario is right now. I think it's still closed, isn't it? It's 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 open. Um, okay. Oh.
2: But it, it's, it's like a a process that you have to go. Um, through uh, my friend right now he just went there like last month okay. and uh he just get got to get like fully vaccinated and um he's got to have like maybe three days quarantine and if his uh temperature are, are good and good to go mm-hmm. and you gotta okay. buy insurance <laughs> you gotta buy insurance like $50,000 uh, insurance to cover you so yeah
1: so maybe i'm thinking the lao border is closed like lao and thai yeah lao border is closed, La- 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 okay. Okay. closed so it, yeah yeah
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So, so what are, what are some of the, is, is funding is, is a big challenge, right? And, and then time yeah. management, probably tell us about some of the challenges as you kind of launch this film company.
2: Um, the challenge is that uh, if you don't have fundings, um, it's very hard because you gotta get, uh, you gotta pay for location. You know, we could pull a few string like favor here and there to get location in our community. But uh, sometimes, like, we need, uh, like, a good location that will have a nice scenery. It's hard to find. We have to pay, uh, like, a house. Uh, food is the most important thing. So you have to uh, pay your crew, your uh, yeah. your, uh, your, actors, your actress, you know. And then uh, transportation, uh, equipment. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So funding, yeah, like I said, you don't have the funds and you, can, you can't make it, you know but um our, our team's been very good with that um lately uh for a short film um we actually raise money here and there um just like sell some egg rolls or uh do a little fundraising you know, just to do like make a short film so yeah, it's like yeah. mm-hmm. but the big awesome. movie uh, we need a lot of money to make a big movie <laughs>
0: yeah for sure so,
1: i'd love to see it happen so i'll uh, wish you all the success, you know um. John, you got
0: anything? Yeah. So how could how could people listening, you know, support you guys, help you out? Um, you know, what 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 could the community do and, and the people that follow the Lao American Sports Hall of Fame do to support you too? Because a lot of them, I think, want to support and help.
2: Um. So right now, I have a big project that's coming up. It's called uh, Sleep Oasis uh, Be Me in a Big Room. Uh, I want to do that because it's, it's more relatable to people. Uh, what i I want to do is to to make the action movie, I want to film this movie first. I want to bring this movie out to the Laotian community um to the Hmong community and to the uh, to the main to the mainstream. um so I would like to sh- uh, screen this movie after I finish to a lot of uh, the Laotians, you know where Laotian people are in the city. so if when that movie come out, I would like to connect with you guys again and, uh, you guys can yeah. help me, yeah, find a location where I can, you know, screen my movie, like, you know, in your town or, you know, maybe your uh, local lounge or, you know, so yeah, I mean, yeah. you can do like a little fundraising, like, um, hey, come watch a movie, you know, for like, you know, 10 bucks or something that it's like a fun, fundraiser to, uh, to make a, a, a bigger movie budget, which, uh, we have a movement and a foundation to help the less fortunate people in the, yeah. in the, uh, yeah, in the country. So that's what we're doing, you know, we'll, we're not, we're not trying to be famous, we're not trying to, you know, make money, we're, we're trying to uh, do something where, uh, where the people uh, have hope on us, you know, so yeah. we, we just want to cre- keep creating, uh, keep showing people that hey, we can uh, create something with small thing and, you know, help spread the love.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, love it. I lo- love the ideas, I love the, you know love the mission where you guys give back uh you know help out with school supplies and and all that stuff and uh you know what what advice can you give to i don't know like a 7 year old kid you know like live li- living in Laos and he wants to uh, and he says he wants to be a superhero what 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 like what advice would you give yourself at 7 today
2: mm-hmm.
1: to encourage I would you?
2: tell him I would tell him hey, you know Stick with your dreams. Uh, Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Um, Keep fighting for it. And the people who say no, 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 will soon say yes. So use the no as you feel to keep Mm -hmm. burning, uh, Mm -hmm. soar through the sky and never give up. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's there's always a way. Like I, I tell people. If they shut the door on you, you go through the back door. They shut, you go to the side door.
1: <laughs> you go to the window. Yeah. There's always option, you know. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. If you want, if you want it bad enough, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, man. all all the success to you, man. That's uh, like really uh, looking forward to seeing your new projects uh, and everything.
0: Yeah, and really, Tomb. That's what the Lao American Sports Hall of Fame is all about: inspiring people. And we've we've talked to so many people that have really chased their dreams oftentimes you know against the advice of their families like co right um when somebody like you who's incredibly talented could probably go get a full-time job somewhere and make good money um uh, you know but you're you're still finding time to push push through and pursue your dream so uh, we we really respect that and we think it's inspiring to a lot of the other people out there so thank you for what you're doing how yeah, can people interested. where should people follow you online um
2: you can follow me on uh, um on my facebook uh it's called tomb chanda t double and m and then C H A N D A, and my youtube channel is Team at gmail.com so let me show my back
1: okay there you go there you go
0: that's awesome yeah so everybody listening um Follow Toom, and, and this way you'll know when these, these projects are complete and they start to go out um, and try to support them as best you can. So thank you, Toom, for coming on. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. The C4 podcast is brought to you by the Lao American Sports Hall of Fame. Visit us on the web at laoamericansports.com. Celebrating the first, inspiring the next.